Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. You, you, yeah. You I'm just. I'm just having your, a snooze until you're ready to go. You've, just, you've got your sort of face on an arm folded. It's fine. I know you. The you, fuck! I'm not feeling very well, and you're keeping me waiting, and I'm annoyed. That's a good start. Ding, 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 ding. Why aren't you feeling well, darling? Because I had my second jab yesterday, and I'm not feeling very well. And it's all fine. But your Ben arrived some minutes ago. What is the problem of me having an extra layer on because I'm cold? Would you rather that... Is it annoying that I'm, I'm wrapped in a blanket? Because I'm cold. Bit. It's annoying, is it? No, it's fine. It's not... It's fine, it's fine, it's fine, it's fine. No, I just sat down. You just said... Come, I just sat yeah. down and you were... I held under, huddled under a blanket. Yeah. Um, resting my eyes, which are painful. Resting your eyes with your arms folded. Yes. And I had to sit down and, you know, that's fine. Okay. But from here, we, let's, let's, let's make a podcast. Let's do it. Shall I get a Foden? A what? Shall I get a Foden? What's a Foden? Everyone's getting a Foden. What's a Foden? Um, I missed that story. Well, I'll give you a clue. It is not the haircut of the famous novelist Giles Foden, <laughs> author of The Last King of Scotland. Yeah. Um, I'll be totally honest with you. I have not taken that much interest in the football to try to remember who the, what Foden's first name actually is. He's a Man City player, a young kid. I'm gonna, is he Ben Foden? No, wait. He's a rugby Ben Foden is a rugby player. Um, Foden, he's not Giles Foden because there aren't many footballers called Giles. There are actually two or three footballers called Giles, but Phil Foden. He's Phil Foden. There we go. I've done it in three. So that shows what a massive foot. And now I can go and hang my 40 foot across the St. George outside. And, and uh... So yeah, Phil Foden has had a haircut and in the papers on Monday. Wait, is it a mohawk? No, oh. fuck, where have you... That, that's, so that was like David Beckham 2002. Yeah, I was thinking it's yeah. not time for that to be back yet. But Sam said, Sam looked at me and said, shall I get a mohawk? And I went, yeah, babe, no worries. Did and you really? Of course. Over my No, obviously. No, that's dead... what Sam said. But what? <laughs> Sam said over my dead body. Right. And he, just, son... he, was just, he was just testing me, obviously. He went, hey, mum, shall I get a mohawk? And I went, yeah, babe, I'll do it. And he went, no way. <laughs> he won't even let you wash his hair, let alone shave two sides right, of it. Exactly. Children with... Special haircuts make me ill. Mm-hmm. Children with the rat's tail thing, with the shave and the thingly mallet, you don't really get that so much anymore. Okay. The sort of, yeah. 
Yeah. You know that. So what kind of haircut is Phil Foden? Well, Phil Foden has a... I'm going to try and describe it to you. So he's got... Basically, all the footballers... Did we talk about it last week? No. The, yeah. the, the, we've just talked about it. The footballers in this tournament, which is the, the most boring football tournament there's ever been. This tournament oh, really? where basically everyone goes through no matter what. These, these endless games have no right. jeopardy at all. Oh. Nor, they've tried to make it because all that happens is that the way that football works is everyone has a few games and a few weeks go by and, thing, and then Germany win. They've tried to sort of prolong, I don't know, get more people into the knockout stages so it goes on for longer and has more matches by having this group system where there's no jeopardy. The, 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 the game last night that we didn't bother to watch, England, Czechoslovakia, there was, but both of them were already through. It's, it's immaterial game. It's no more, of no more moment than me and Sam kicking the ball around in Regent's Park. Yeah, but if you do that, then you might dislocate your finger, which yes, adds true. a bit it of element There wasn't even that kind of injury. But um, so, this, so most of this World Cups, this, this, Euro, this not Euro, European Cup, European Championships, has been about their haircuts. And the England footballers particularly have those... They have very haircutty haircuts. They're all shaven and then short and sculpted into, you mm. know, they look like sort of 1920s partings. Peaky blinder haircut. Peaky, sort of peaky blinder. Very fine grading up they, And they, yeah. they look like, I mean, I'm not going to cast aspersions on the, the what these men, how these men behave in their private time. But I don't think they're the kind of men who, if they came into a bar, would fill with gladness the hearts of the girls sitting around having a quiet drink in there mm-hmm. um, they're, they're, these men have they're, they're, they remind me a bit of casuals in the 1980s football casuals who had very smart haircuts and sort of Pringle jumpers and, and low cut leather shoes and stuff and carry standing knives and slash each other's face up they look kind of to right. me sort of hang on is that, is that Kitty at camp no it is a text about Kitty at camp is it Should we, we're going to talk about that later no it's me I've been having a separate dialogue oh I see with, okay listen I'll get a Foden shall I get a Foden Images, Foden. They've all got these haircuts which are just very, very directional. And Foden, now they have... I'll, just, I'll do Phil Foden haircut so it gives us a proper thing. Oh, God, and they've just got pictures of Gaza, which is because it looks a bit like Gaza's haircut. Um, uh, that is a Foden. Gaza had certain... Ah, oh. So, they, 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 it's, and, so it's... And that isn't even that Foden-y. This, this is... Has he had it dyed blonde as well? He's had it bleached. So well, what right? it is, is it's shaved at the side and then it's got a severe fringe. Mm. It looks a lot like Gaza in uh, 1996. With an not, Audrey Hepburn fringe. I don't know whether it's meant with an Audrey Hepburn fringe. It's a very, very, very short fringe. But it's, it's a sort of meaty fringe. I just think it looks proper scary. I mean, it really looks like he's going to... And Phil Foden wouldn't, but men with that kind of haircut, to me, that's like cross the other side of the little skinny white boys with really sharp, neat haircuts, little fringed. They just, they just stab you. Do they? Yeah. Yeah. So right. anyway, I, shall I get one? Um, is this a way into writing a piece about your various haircuts that you've had in your life? No, I had, I haven't really had haircuts. I'm not one of those people. I'm not one of those fashion people. Who go, oh God, that was my new romantic phase. I don't have I. I haven't had haircuts. You had you had a kind of you had a sort of a peaky blindness haircut for a bit. And Did I? Aside oh, I tried a parting. Mm-hmm. I had a Caesar crop in the nineties. That's not that different from a Foden. No, it's not that different. No, a Caesar crop. That's like you brush it forward, just like That's Julius right. Caesar. Yeah. I think that the um, I'm just there's just this whole thing with with people men are going and getting these Foden crops in in sort of sympathy with with uh, with Phil Foden. Um, um, I'm looking at some other members of the England football. I'm just thinking: Is there a column in, in like? No, I'm not that. I'm not that into football. Who do I like and admire? Shall I get a Philip Roth haircut, which is like bald with a little bit of fluff over the ears? You or, could do that. Or shall I get? You did have an awfully good fun. An Ian Botham haircut. You did have good fun when you were filming Supersizes, uh, crafting your 
facial hair into all different shapes. And I did dye my facial hair blonde once, do you remember? When you were very drunk and I was upset about that. Yeah, and it was very, very painful. <laughs> it, did it sting? Oh, God. For like, do you know, it stung for about a week and then my hair was sort of carried on being blonde for about a year afterwards. Oh, I'm glad it stung. You didn't say it at the time. No, I know. I've got pictures of you with a blonde beard. You know, completely stupid. There aren't that many interesting other haircuts in the... Oh, who's that? Oh, and who's that? Who's that, Ben? Declan Rice. Declan Rice. Look at him. That, that's like, it's known as the Frankenstein. That's that's horrible. That's like um, that's what like the Phil Foden except 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 okay, with black hair. A... And who's that? Is that that Leicester City bloke, Vardy? No, who's that? Uh, Jordan Pickford. Is it? Is it? He looks a lot that's like a Vardy. But that, that's Pickford before the lockdown haircut. It's someone was trying to carve Vardy's face into a potato and got it slightly wrong and tossed it away and someone picked it up and went, here, no, that's Jordan Pickford. But Jack Grealish has got good hair. Jack Grealish and, hair. And Calvin Phillips, they've got good haircuts. Calvin Phillips. Um... But how about, but how about bring back Pat Sharp's hair? Or Pat Cash? Well, that's what I was saying, both of them. Or John McEnroe? Or Ian Bacon? What about this one? What about the Grealish hair? With the hairband. He's got a kitty haircut. He's got the haircut as I was saying, because he's our 10 year old daughter, but with a hairband. It's one of those haircuts where you can't really, you can't really. It's like some women have very, very long fingernails or very big sleeves or very dangly earrings to indicate that they don't actually do anything practical at all. Yes. That's one of those haircuts that you have to indicate that you don't really do anything practical or break into a run. Unless you're playing football. Can I do haircuts? It'd be more. It would be more. You know, twenty-year-old boys watching the football would have a Phil Foden. But those of us who are, you know, what should I get a, a Jeremy Paxman? Uh, or, right. Or a. Well, as you said, the Philip Roth. You'd have to get one of those. You'd have to get one of those kind of white flesh coloured sort of things to put <laughs> over your head. A bald wig, like yeah, a crusty the clown. Yeah, exactly. But it would be worth it. Or um, uh, sort of admirable people in the news. Quick, quick, who's in the news? Uh, Let's stop. You know, open the newspaper. Uh, Who else you see? These. Are, this is this is where the comedy could be. What, what am I getting? Look, um, there's. Uh, you get a Prince Harry ginger fright wig. Exactly. All the men in the papers have just done terrible things. There we go, John Burkow. And Burkow. that's just the footballers. <laughs> Hurrah. A Cameron, a David Cameron. A George Galloway. I want to talk about him. He's, why? Well, he wears it. Why? What's he done now? What's he done now? He's, he's standing in Bingley and Bongley, you know. Bingley and Bongley. The big by-election. You know, uh, you know Batley and Bingley. No, Bradford I, and Bongley. I refuse. Spen. Batley and Spen. Bongley and Spen. Anyway, so Galloway, who's standing, he's, he's given his, his... The party is called the... Uh, da, da, da. Oh, he's, he's an independent, is he? No, no, he's not called the independent. They're called like the, the badass communist oh um, killers in the night or something. Um, the Workers' Party of Britain. Oh. I mean, putting Britain in it makes them... It's very the close The Workers' to... Party of Britain. It just sounds exactly like the We've Had Enough Party, or whatever Lawrence Fox's party is called. It's just slightly different. Is that what they've got? Yeah, exactly. No, it, it is. It's the, it's the Workers' Party of Britain. So he's, he wants to, to unify the left, and what it's going to do is split the vote, and then the Tories could win it again, uh, and this would be the end of Starmer. But Galloway's party, yeah, so it's called the Workers' Party of Britain. He says he wants to, it wants to stand up to defend the achievements, he says, of Russia, China, and Cuba. He's unequivocally committed to class politics. <laughs> Um, yeah, that's going to go down well in Batley and Spen, isn't it? Do you know where Batley and Spen is? It's in the north somewhere. Is it? 
Anyway, but look, that's not a thing for, for, for me to write about. But I thought the fact that he's unequivocally committed to class politics, so am I. Okay. And I could have the, like, my opposition to the Workers' Party of Britain could be the, could be the remote Workers' Party of Britain. Uh-huh. Are committed to... Nice big tellies, coffee machines, uh, slippers... Sourdough starters. Sourdough starters. And no ringing the doorbell between 1 and 2pm because I'm having a nap. Thank you. Goodbye. There'll be more from Esther and me in our kitchen after a short interlude. And to find out what I wrote about in the end, why not treat yourselves to a digital subscription to The Times? For one week only, you can get a six-month subscription for half the price. This offer ends on June the 29th, so you'd better be fast. Just head to thetimes.co.uk forward slash Giles Corran has no idea. Happy reading. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news... All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Do you want to talk about about uh, Let's talk about Kitty Kitty. going on camp? Let's, so I might write. I really, really might write about that. Okay, so just background: our daughter Kitty, who is ten, left for a residential. She's uh, gone to camp for three nights, and she left on Tuesday, and she's coming back on Friday. And Kitty has been having some troubles going to sleep recently, and she's been a bit anxious about camp. Obviously, she's never successfully done a sleepover. I'm sure she won't mind me saying that. And she's had some problems getting to sleep, and she's quite anxious about camp. And she went to camp on Tuesday. She still, she was very brave. She wanted to do it. Got all her kit together, sent her off. And then yesterday I had my COVID vaccine and I was feeling terrible. I went to bed early. I turned my ringer to silent. And this morning I saw I had a missed call from one of the teachers. And we told her that we'd be available if she wanted to. No, we didn't. No? I did. At no point did I say... Oh, I thought this was yours. No, 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 no. I I talked to the teacher before Kitty went to camp and I said, like, she's going to have a problem with this. Can you cope with it? And he said, yes. But the main thing, the thing is, is that there are always kids who don't, there's always a kid who doesn't go. And yeah. we didn't want that to be Kitty. She's quite anxious. She's never been on a sleepover. Whenever we 
take her on one, go and stay with your friend. She then there's a call. She can't do it. And she comes back. And obviously we want to facilitate all her emotions and, and leave her to, and, and be lovely and not force her to do anything. And modern parenting isn't just leave them on a cold hillside. And if she dies, she dies. And if she doesn't, you've got a strong one. It's like you've got to be more supportive than that. But, but it comes around to camp. Yeah. And we decided that, you know, she can't, that you have a friend whose kid doesn't go to camp. And once it's happened once, they never go to they camp. They never go, And yeah. then they're never going to go And away. that's their narrative. Their narrative is, I don't go on camp. I respect totally parents and children who don't want to go on camp and they don't want to do it. But the fact is that I was that child when I was younger. I was the kid who didn't do the thing. I didn't go on the thing. I didn't go on the walk. You didn't go to school. I didn't go to school for a year. I did. I actually did do... I By the time I was Kitty's age, or maybe 11, I did then go on loads of camps and I went away with the school to different places and it was great. But the fact is that ne- we've now come to a really critical point where it's like, if you don't do this, and if as a parent you say okay, don't. Like the, the moment where you know you're going home or you're going to be picked up or whatever, you feel amazing for like 30 seconds and then you feel like crap, but you feel like you can't change your mind. So it's quite, we're at a, quite a critical point with Kitty. Can you please read me what the text said? You've had, this been text, having so we had this text this morning that said, uh, she's being amazing this morning and doesn't want to go. I've just showed her your text and she agrees that she doesn't want to go. I think she went to bed too late, so we'll make sure it's earlier tonight. Um, but, well, this uh, sounds to me like a, like a slam dunk. What does that mean? But it means that it sounds like it's great. It sounds like sounds like she hasn't found it a breeze, but she's overcome. The point about writing thing. a column about it would be: you come to this point, what do you do with your child when she doesn't want to do something? Eventually, you have to make them do something. Yeah. And there is this sort of it comes into the kind of snowflake debate about children now, the model calling of children. You have to not let you don't have to do that. You don't you don't have to don't, don't worry. You don't have to get the answers right in your maths exam because everything's right. Everything's okay. Everything's facilitated. Everything must be wrapped in cotton wool and not told off and do whatever you like. And the fact is, at some point, you have to say, go and do it. I, I wasn't made to do things. I, I as a kid, didn't go to didn't go to high school in America because I was scared of leaving my home. They, they, they wanted me to, you know, take a year out from school because I was a bit of a twerp when I was 15 and the school was facilitated. <laughs> they said, I know, we'll send him to America. <laughs> Where everyone's a twerp. No, they, they wanted me to grow up and they, they offered to send me to high school in America for a whole year and I didn't, didn't dare to go and no one made me go. And my main regret in life is that I didn't do that. Yeah. So we, we, she had to be made to go. So it's like making your children do things. I'm a t- I am 100%. They're called, they're called snowplow parents where you just smooth the path in front of your child. And I was, I, I am 100% that parent, 100%. And I just like, I just do everything because not terribly much was done for me. In, in that regard, my parents were great, but they're like, if I didn't pack my bag properly to go away to camp, then I didn't have the right stuff when I got there. Well, I'm and, worried you sent her away with the wrong mattress. Oh, cheers. What do you mean? I'm just like slightly traumatized. Well, why didn't you do it then? Well, you were doing it. Right. Uh, it just, it, it's just the other kids had these rolled up ones. It reminded me of when I went to, when I was, when I, we went on a school day trip to Chester. And my mother and father, who just worked all the time and they didn't bring me up at all. And my mother wouldn't have known. It was amazing that you were able to send them on camping stuff because my parents wouldn't have known what that was. I wouldn't have, I would have had to have gone camping with just, I wouldn't have even had a spare pair of pants. I'd have had nothing. But she, she had all this kit. But, but so, and I, we went on a day trip to Chester and we had to have a packed lunch. And you were meant to take a thermos flask and a, and a Tupperware with your sandwiches. Because all these English people who went on sort of walking holidays, marvellous. And my parents didn't know what that meant. And my nanny packed it. And there was no container for my drink. And my drink was put in a used... This is the, one of the more traumatic things of my youth. I, I 
I had my my drink container, and we were all we were all going to Greenwich. No, it was Greenwich because we were on a boat going to Greenwich down the river. And I remember everyone took out their drinks to have a drink, and I took mine out and and then and looked at it, and the bottle said Jay's Floor and Wall Cleaner, and it was a plastic bottle of Jay's fluid, you know, which is drain cleaner, which had been emptied out by my nanny or my mother, I don't know, and rinsed and then filled up with like Kiora, and it just was tasted of. Dettol. And my, I remember the teacher looking at me and sort of looking at it and being so horrified they didn't even think they could say anything to my face. That was how unprepared I was. And I remember so well not being, being really thirsty and not being able to drink. And I never had the right things. When I went on a, later when I was at a boarding school and there was a, we had to go on a walking holiday in the Lake District and they had to get walking boots. And everyone else had them because they'd all been on their little English walking holidays with their little English. My parents didn't know what they were. And I remember they, my mother took me to Freeman Hardy Willis on Victoria Street. And for four ninety nine, we bought a pair of Spanish desert boots, they were called, which are basically felt. And then I had to go and walk for 20 miles a day through bogs in fucking felt shoes, going squelch, squelch, squelch. And the teachers looked, they have sort of crepe soles. So they're not actually good for anything except walking through a Spanish desert so they're really handy in La Mancha uh, and I got my, 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 my toes froze and I got to the other end and I didn't have and then I drank my orange juice out of the Dettol bottle and never had any sam- never had any snacks because we didn't have snack food in our house in our house you either had smoked salmon or goulash or fucking stuffed fags. pimentos or, or fags and other people they, we didn't have bread you could make into sandwiches and stuff so, well, and it was all just a complete fuck and then so then I just when I see Kitty with her beautiful stuff but with this carrying this bed around yeah. and I, I feel everyone's Cozy, going to laugh nice. and go you've got a yoke that's not a yeah well, oh, two of us who's been camping me or you you went camping once and it's your entire that one fucking time in Africa she's got all your African stuff and you say oh it's it's the so it's for a grown woman and you're saying oh I was only eight and a half stone because you, all you can remember is how thin and little you were when you were 18 You said you had an idea for a column. I've got another one about restaurants. Based on last night? Oh, based on a couple of things. Go on then. Um, restaurants and bars are having are in a bit of a critical phase of transition at the moment because they haven't got enough waiting staff. Um, so there's a story in the Times on Tuesday, page eight, about how restaurants and bars need staff. Today, David Moore of the Pierre-Artaire restaurant... And also Le Outre Pied, is that still open? We had a date there once. Mm. I ate some raw mackerel, it wasn't very nice. They have stopped serving their £99 10 course lunch menu due to staff shortages. They had 33 staff, which is now down to 14. Mr Moore is blaming Brexit and COVID. We went to our favourite pizza pasta joint um, on Holloway Road, um, Zia Lucia and the pasta place next to it. Which never you see, that's interesting. Look, but it, it, the question is, is it? I think restaurants, this is the column that I would write. I think restaurants have forgotten how to do it. Some have remembered, but a lot of them have forgotten. And they're also got, they've also got to do it. And last night okay. at the Viet Grill is a very good example. But yes, you're right. We went to the weekend to Zia Lucia on Holloway Road, a wonderful place. They only had one waitress on and mm. we got there early. Mm. 
and it was sort of okay and gradually people started to arrive and there weren't any others and the thing the wheels sort of fell off she was brilliant she was lovely we had to get up and get our own stuff and then go and get our bill and then just leave Mm. yeah we had a really strange experience last night of going to a going to a restaurant on kingston road one of the one many wonderful vietnamese restaurants there this this viet grill and over lockdown, which is clearly transformed into a delivery hub, and they just don't care about customers. And it was really odd. I don't want to go and write a review about it because it's been there for a while. But but uh, we arrived, and we were, and there, you had, you're trying to get in the door. There were four or five of those guys with the yeah. with the Deliveroo and Uber Eats sort of hats, you know, helmets on, just above their head, walking around with their great their great packs like Kitty's backpack on, sort of bumping into each other in the doorways with their bicycles. And you sort of step in. No, and there's three staff working there. Nobody said hello. Nobody said anything. We had a reservation. They sort of waved just to go and sit down over there. We sat down for 20 minutes or something. Like major. This is a, this is a good restaurant. There's a mm. restaurant with good reviews and good food where I've eaten there before. And uh, beautiful decor. It's a, it's a proper restaurant. It's not a, a dark kitchen. Uh, and they just ignored us. And they didn't come and bring us a drink. They didn't bring us a menu. I went up, get, went over to the bar and said, can we order some drinks? Can we, do you have margaritas? Yeah, we have a margarita. Can we have three margaritas? Can we have some beers? You know, And all the time, they're going backwards and forwards with these huge bags of food. And you're thinking, are we going to get priority? Are we? And then you at one point said, maybe we should just go through their delivery page mm-hmm. and order the delivery f- food to be delivered from their kitchen to the table in the restaurant. It would come you know, much quicker. It would, it would come quicker. Than it. And then they, he made us three margaritas, even though they didn't have any limes. Well, they made these three margaritas, which didn't, which were really sweet and didn't they taste of anything. Disgusting. And I went over and said, "Can we have some more lime juice?" And he said, "We haven't got any limes." And I said, "Well, how did you make the margaritas?" And he sort of went and shrugged. And so there was something he'd given us which didn't have. Lime. So I went and I said, "Can I have some lemons and squeeze some lemon juice and poured that in?" And it tasted all right. And then they never. They just sort of. They didn't want to. They didn't want to come and take our order. All of them, like all staff in all restaurants now, wearing their masks over their face but not over their nose. Yeah. So all they've done is all they're doing is is. Um, um, and it wasn't just us everyone else there, there were only two other covers yeah. and they were all being ignored as well they bumped into that nice girl in the box bumped into a girl in the loo I mean not in the loo but in the, yeah, in the, in the ante room the of the unisex toilets and she was a food blogger with 60,000 followers on Instagram said yeah it's really weird they invited us to come down here and review them but then they're, they're completely ignoring us um, and you couldn't really interact with them. They, they'd forgotten how to talk to people. So, yeah. so when I said, you know, what's really good? What have you got that's really excellent? We've been through the menu. We've ordered lots of things. But what's really great? What's a really typical? What's your best thing in the kitchen? And he just went, you want chicken or beef? Yeah. And he thought, really? Is that yeah. as far as I've got with explaining where we are in this thing? And yeah. And then the food was absolutely fantastic and delicious. Yeah, it was really um, nice. But maybe it's the end of the restaurant. Maybe restaurants are finished. Maybe. Yes, maybe. Yes, you could do that. You could go in sort of hard like that. Um, if you if that's if 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 you wanted to do that, the, yes, the thing I would say was is more more boring and practical, which is like, I'm sort of not surprised, not kind of madly surprised. I mean, and also with the, the with the delivery pay whatever structure, you have to bang out so many delivery meals to make it work for you. And also, it was a Tuesday night, so it was never going to be that busy. But and it was during the England game. And it was during the England game, but they really, 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 really did not give a f about our dinner or our evening or, or anything no, no, no. they because, left all the food they brought us some starters and they brought the mains and didn't take the starter plates away they left just yeah. mess everywhere mess everywhere it would have and it you was, all have to pay and be nice and there's this whole narrative going on oh be nice to the be nice yeah. to the to the to the catering industry be nice to the entertainment they've had such a hard time tip really high order lots of things we pay all that they just there was no please and thank you there was no hello there was no I almost maybe yearn for the people who come over and ask you how everything yeah. is every five minutes there was um, none of that having said that everywhere else we've been to has been great 
So they they were not maybe they they maybe they were having a bad night. But yes, if you wanted to, it, it's quite an interesting it's an interesting situation. You could definitely write about it if you don't want to review it. And I don't think that, there's no reason that you mm. should review it because you've got too many. Okay, so other subject. Oh, the, I mean the, the the thing I thought you might do with that restaurant thing is that is your memories of being a waiter at the Dome. Well, we didn't give a shit even then. There was no COVID and no nothing. <laughs> In, in pre, how about in, that's quite good we, I, don't worry pre- Dave, David Moore I'll be your waiter yeah hello my name is Giles and I will be your waiter this evening in praise of the really bad restaurant <laughs> because everyone thinks <laughs> that there's been this slimming down and all that's going to survive is the good ones but I love a bad restaurant where they where they treat you really badly and are horrid and they come and nobody says hello and yeah. Um, there's a column, I believe it's in the Guardian magazine on a Saturday. Well, they have they stopped printing that. Anyway, there's a column in there called What I'm Really Thinking, and you could do a version of that as like as your waiter. Hello, good evening. My name is Giles, and I'll be your server this evening. Do you understand the concept of the restaurant? We leave you sitting in the corner while we bang out all our delivery meals, and you see the racks of brown paper bags full of food. Yes, piling that's right, up. That's right. um, but don't worry. I did do yes, a I am wearing a mask, but only over my mouth, so I can just quickly yank up over or something. <laughs> you could do it. You could do it like that. Yeah. Uh, you, uh, you want some food, really? You've been listening to Giles Corrin Has No Idea with me, Giles Corrin, and me, Esther Walker. It's a wireless studios production for the Times, produced by Ben Mitchell. You can listen to us on the Times Radio app or download from wherever you get your podcasts. To find out what I wrote about in the end, you can pick up a copy of the Times or get a digital subscription. And by searching thetimes.co.uk forward slash Giles Corrin has no idea, you can access a special offer just for you. And for the full live experience, tune into my show on Times Radio every Friday from 1 till 4. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's stamps.com. Code program.